Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm your host for this hour, here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So give me a call. You just heard that number, 303-690-3000. That is the call-in number. We invite you to call in to uh, ask the questions that are on your heart, uh, to ask for prayer, and uh, that's why we're here. We're here to minister to you, to encourage you, to bless you, to take you to the Word of God. So give me a call. All open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines early, and then we can uh, talk about the things of the Lord and be blessed in every way. It's a blessing not only for the callers, but for all the listeners. So I do want to welcome those who are listening live today on Grace FM all along the Front Range here in Colorado. Another hot day, another smoky day. Pray you're doing well. Perhaps you're picking up kids from school or taking them to practice or getting them a snack. A lot of the kids are back in school right now, so we want to remember to pray for them, for the teachers, uh, for everyone. It's been a difficult, challenging time, particularly over the last year and a half, and everyone's trying to maneuver through uh, starting school again and, and everything that goes with it, of course. And so we are going to be praying for you who are in school and uh, we know the universities, colleges are going to be starting up pretty soon. Here in Greeley, the University of Northern Colorado, Ames Community College, is going to be starting here in another week. And uh, we are going to be praying for all those who are going to be heading out to the campuses. And so grateful that we have Christian teachers and, and those who are in the universities, students that are Christians, to be a light. We want to remember them in our prayers. So also... Um, just want to welcome all those who are listening in on Truth and Hope FM on the East Coast. You guys have been a part of Calvary Life for the last couple of years. Been so blessed to be a part of your lives as people are calling in from Baltimore and Philadelphia and New Jersey and uh, other places in Maryland and and uh, and on Truth FM that uh, radio network. Uh, we welcome you. Call in at 303-690-3000, the call-in number. we got a couple open lines. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. But I also want to welcome those of you who are new to our listening audience that are listening to Freedom uh, Radio Network. Uh, we welcome you all throughout the country, a lot of stations in the South. Uh, we ask that, that you give us a call. Let us know that you're listening, that you've picked us up here on Calvary Live. I do want to just remind everybody, if you're not listening live on Grace FM or online, and we have online listeners, we welcome you as well, um, that you are a week delayed. If you're listening on Truth or Hope or Freedom FM uh, radio network, uh, low power station, you're a week delayed. But you can call at that call-in number, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number two open lines, grab one of those open lines. The hour goes by fast. And then also the text line for you to be able to text in a question. For you who are new to Calvary Live, 
that that is for texting only. No one will answer that line. No one, you can't leave a message. It's for texting, and we fill in uh, the time that we have with text questions or um, when we see something that perhaps uh, that uh, we want to be able to pass along. So that number is a different number, 720-336-0897. Get those, those numbers in your contacts, and you can just pull it up, and you can be a part of the show, the call in 303-690-3000, text line 720-336-0897. Grab one of those open lines. We're going to go ahead and go to Anna, who is in Colorado Springs. Anna, you're on Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah, I just um, made a prayer request. My mom, you know, was given um, six months to live four months ago, and, you know, we don't know what to think because she's beat all the odds that they've said, and they're not God. They can't tell her when she's going to die, correct? <laughs> so right. She doesn't know the time or the hour. So I'm concerned about her because she's she's Catholic, and um, she's holding on to a lot of sins that when she was young and just the past, like just stuff throughout her whole life. And she's worried she's not going to go to heaven. And I'm like, I've told her there's a place in the Bible that says, you know, I have many mansions for you. He's also, you know, promised that we're saved by his grace for what he did, right. you know, dying on the cross for us and for our sins. So I just, I want her to, I don't know how to give her that peace and help her to feel that peace. And I've been praying to God. She's still feeling that way. Um, what would you suggest I do? Do we just have, yeah. I mean, can you just pray for her? And I mean, prayer is yeah. really the only thing. Yeah. Absolutely, Anna. I'd love to, to pray for her. And, you know, in the book of Daniel, uh, we learned that God holds every breath we take in his hands. And, and Moses says, teach us the number of our days. And, and sovereignly, the Lord knows the, the days that we're going to live, and he's the one that, that determines that. And I do want to give you a little suggestion, because I was raised in the Catholic Church, and I know that sometimes uh, Catholics, they feel like, well, maybe they weren't good enough. And it's important, Anna, to explain to her that... Um, she is forgiven. That's why Jesus came to die for her sins. We're all sinners. And to walk her through that, you're, you're on the right track. We're saved by grace. We're saved by, you know, grace through faith, having faith in Jesus Christ. And for her to understand that her sins, that she has come to ask for forgiveness, that she's been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, to put it under the blood of Jesus Christ, um, to give her that peace that she is forgiven and just rest in the love and the grace of Jesus Christ, that she belongs to him and he sees her and he knows everything about her and that, you know, just prepare her heart, comfort her heart, that there's a glorious, wonderful future and that is heaven and to just reaffirm the gospel to her and reaffirm God's love for her and that she is indeed forgiven. She doesn't, you know, it, it isn't like we go to heaven and the Lord says, well, what about this and what about that? He takes her sins and he throws them as far as the east is from the west. Reminder of that. He didn't say as far as the north is from the south. 
Isn't that interesting? Because if you go north, you go to the North Pole, then you start going south. If you go south, you, you go to the South Pole, and you keep going, you go to the north. That line from east to west is the infinite line. You can go east around the earth forever and ever and ever. So she's forgiven, and that's what I think that you give her a peace about, that Jesus died for all manner of sins. She is cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. She belongs to him, and the promise of eternal life is hers. And so that's what I would, you know, just read those scriptures to her, um, read some of the Psalms to her, and just keep reiterating the love of Jesus Christ. And I think you're going to see peace come into her heart. Okay, Anna? Okay. One more question, because I was raised Catholic as well, and so I know that not feeling good enough and everything you do is wrong. Um, If she is holding on to her sins, I mean— for some reason, she's holding on to her sins and she's not letting go. Does that mean she's not accepting God's forgiveness so he can't forgive her of her sins because she's not accepting no. forgiveness from him? No, I think some of the things that the hardest thing is for us to forgive ourselves. And that's why you need to reiterate that God has forgiven you. And, and so we can rest in that. And sometimes okay. people say, you know, I got a lot of baggage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I told I told somebody the other day, then drop the bags. Okay? Drop the bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and That's move good. in f- forward in the Lord. But just reiterate that to her. And Father, I do pray for, for Anna's mom that she's been given a short time, but you're the one that holds every breath we take in your hands. And Lord, I pray that you would just reaffirm your love, your word, your promise of those who have come to you in faith as a child of God, knowing to be, they need to be forgiven, that if we know that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And Lord, that she would just discover that love. And Lord, I just pray that you would just, um, just help Anna to minister to her mom and her mom to have a peace. She has peace with you, but give her the peace of God as well, that she may not be anxious. And we pray that you would just work and that these days that she's in, she would trust in you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was lovely. Thank you so much. Hey, Anna, read uh-huh. to her Romans chapter 8, okay? It's a beautiful okay. chapter. In Romans okay. chapter 8, Paul writes, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That means now, today. And he goes on and he talks about that we haven't been given the spirit of fear but the spirit of adoption that we can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. That's what it literally means, Abba. And that she has the spirit of adoption. And then it goes on to talk about how the love of God, nothing will separate us from the love of God. I think that chapter will bring her great, great comfort to her and also to you as well. Yes, that's very powerful. You said Romans chapter 8, correct? Romans chapter 8. Thank you so much, Pastor. I really appreciate okay. it. Have a great day. Okay, you call God me bless. anytime. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, we have one open. Well, one open line, and uh, so when somebody hangs up, we had full lines. Then an, a line opens up, so grab it. We're going to continue with the phone lines. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let me give you that text number again: seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley here in Northern Colorado with you to answer your questions and to pray with you. And just as we were praying for, for Anna and her mom, 
maybe you have somebody that needs prayer or you got uh, a prayer request that is dear to your heart. We'd love to minister to you in that way. Let's go to Angela in Fort Collins. Hi, Angela. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Well, thank you. Um, I am calling... I just get a little confused with all the different movements for the Christian faith, like the Word of Faith movement, the New Apostolic Reformation, progressive Christianity, versus the historical, biblical Christianity, which is what I feel grace uh, Calvary Chapel, and, you know, you guys teach and what I personally believe. If it's not in the Bible, I don't really want it. But my question is, um, with these other, like, progressive, the NER, Word of Faith, are they kind of to be considered more like you would see a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon faith, or are they really still in the realm and the umbrella of the Christian faith? I try to kind of... Yeah. Look at all yeah. these different things, but I, I can't quite make that line. It's, it's pretty blurry to me. So can you well, kind of yeah. that? Yeah, Angela, the reason why, it's almost like trying to untangle a bowl of spaghetti is what it is. Um, there's so many voices. A cult, when you talk about a cult, and I remember when I first got saved, you know, you could t- identify the cults, the Mormons, the Jehovah Witnesses, um, others uh, that um, they— deny the deity of Jesus Christ. They present a different Jesus. Um, They usually have the same characteristics of salvation by works. Um, They will present another gospel. Um, You know, that's that's the main characteristics of the cults. Right now, what we have in in Christianity, um, when you mentioned the NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, these are false doctrines that are, are... that have come into the church, uh, the word faith, uh, prosperity gospel, which is not the gospel, uh, progressive um, Christianity, progressive theology, which will deny the cross. Uh, they, we don't so much consider them cults, but it is false doctrine, and it, it takes us away from the scriptures. In Angela, one of the things that uh, I've talked a lot to my congregation about because we've entered into what is called the Olivet Discourse just this last Sunday. And Jesus is telling them, they're asking Jesus, what are the signs of your coming? What is the signs of the end of the age? And the very first thing that Jesus says, that take heed. In other words, he uses those words throughout the Olivet Discourse, to take heed, to watch, um, to be sober. You know, it's an it's a imperative that we pay attention and take heed, because many false Christs and prophets have gone out to deceive many. And what comes along in the church is these false doctrines that come along, like, you know, the prosperity gospel, the word faith, um, that, you know, is uh, grossly misleading people. And the New Apostolic Reformation that's very, very popular today, uh, that we, the church, are going to take over the world, um, and the Bible doesn't say that in the last days. It says in the last days it's going to be perilous times. It's going to be fierce times. It's going to be grievous times. And even in the last week, we can see that that's taken place uh, with what's going on in Afghanistan, the earthquake in Haiti, um, you know, all these things, the upheaval has taken place. These are all birth pangs that Jesus talked about. So I think that the important thing, and here's the thing, Angela, there's so many voices that are out there 
John says, test the spirits and see if they are God, because many false teachers, prophets, have gone out into the world. And we need to test the spirits, and it's very important for Christians to understand that we test it through the Word of God. And you just mentioned that, that if it isn't in the Scripture, then take it and put it aside. And so people get caught up in, you know, what is called a new move of the Spirit, the new revival, you know, barking in the Spirit, howling in the Spirit, just ridiculous things. Um, The prosperity movement, the word faith, uh, new apostolic reformation, because it sounds good. It appeals to the flesh. It appeals to the flesh. It sounds so good, but it's not according to Scripture. So, the cults were defined as, you know, a false Jesus, a new gospel. They have certain characteristics, but there are churches that are, you know, uh, some of them are just full-blown apostate, um, progressive theology. Um, there was a local pastor here um, that wrote in a paper, I remember uh, a year ago, even saying he was, you know, in a church that they, you know, or in progressive theology, and he said the cross was offensive to him. And I thought, what? What do you mean the cross is offensive? We need the cross. So that's what you're hearing, and that's what bothers you know you uh, and troubles us as well. So important that we know the scriptures because, as I've said a thousand times, and I'm going to say it, you know, a thousand and one now, that if you don't know the scriptures, you're going to get deceived in the days in which we're in. Yeah. More, more appealing than the, the straight and narrow. So my, my follow-up question to that also is, you know, in worship songs, because, you know, you've got Bethel and Hillsong United and all these things, and they're kind of affiliated with some of these other churches. And I don't, you know, I try to go on one side. I'm like, but if the doctrine is right, then it's okay to, to listen to the song and, and to worship the Lord with. But at the same time, I'm going... But if this is something that was in the Mormon church, or even like if you went to a Hindu church and they were singing, you know, they might be singing about, I don't know the religion, so please forgive me, you, audience, whoever's listening. Um, but, you know, say it's somebody else and they're, they're singing, you know, glory to the Lord, but their Lord is something completely different than the Lord that we're talking about. Yeah. It's another blurry line that confuses me. So if you have the time, can you kind of explain that a little bit as well? Again, I, I like the old hymns. I, maybe I'm a little more traditional than your <laughs> typical person, but you know well, I like the old hymns. I like yeah. stuff like that. Like, let I me ask help. you this, a- Angela. Let me ask you this: D- Have you ever, um, you know, the old hymns? So it is well, right? That yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the person who wrote that didn't believe in hell, and what I understand, so. You know, what we do is, you know, there's there's some anointed songs. You know, people say you shouldn't listen to Hillsong. You shouldn't listen to Bethel and all that. And we vet these songs to, you know, to where we all, not only do we look at the source that it's coming from, because, um, you know, they can use a line like, you know, the, the, the kingdom will come. and But what does that mean to them is different than what we will teach on, um, things like that. And um, so we kind of vet it. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I think that some of those songs that if, if there isn't anything that doctrinally is wrong, and I think that songs should be doctrinally wrong, or right, that is, um, then, you know, uh, we're open to singing it. Because most of the people 
they don't know. Is it from Hillsong? Is it from Hillsong United? Is it from Elevation? Is it from, you know, whatever it may be? So we try to vet it the best that we can. And, um, and, and, you know, even some of the old hymns, you know, there's some things that are in some of the old hymns. Most of them are doctrinally sound. Uh, and, but th- there's always a few lines or something that perhaps isn't. Um, so we do our best to worship. And one of the things, too, is we want to worship the Lord. We don't want to just sing about him. We want to sing to him and worship him. And so worship, there's a whole discussion in that when it comes to worship and, and, and worship songs. That, that clarifies a lot for me. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking my call and going over that a lot you more bet, clear. Angel. So thank you. You bet. Awesome. All right. Well, enjoy your day, and thank you so much for all of you guys, what you do. I love your you radio bet. programs. I listen to them every day that I'm in the car, so thank you. Good. Keep listening. Call back anytime. All right. All right, 303-690-3000 call-in number. We do have a couple open lines. So grab one of those open lines and uh, love for you to call in the text line 720-336-0897. And, you know, one of the things we talk about Christian songs, but it's the same with Christian books, um, you know, vetting books. And we don't just allow any book that's in our bookstore, um, but we do our best. And, you know, you have a song that is written by a man uh, or a woman, or a group, or you have a book that's written by anybody. One of the things that about the Bible is the Bible is absolute truth. We can trust it from Genesis one one to Revelation twenty two twenty one. But when a man, you know, writes a song, or a, a woman, or whoever, um, a person writes a book, it, it's not going to be perfect like the scriptures. And so, in, you know, there's a saying: you eat the chicken and you spit out the bones. Um, but we do vet, we try to do our best, um, and uh, we do that uh, as um, the, as best as we can to worship the Lord and to be able to be encouraged in the Lord. So it's not just songs, but books, um, anything that we do, we want to honor the Lord in what we do. Um, let's go to Vina in Greeley. Uh, Vina? Hello. Hello, Is it Vina or Vina? Vina. Vina, sorry. How are you, Vina? Thanks for calling. I'm doing. I'm doing wonderful. Um, I I have a question. I was reading the Bible the other night, and I was reading First John, um, mm-hmm. and I came across First John chapter five verse sixteen. It says something like, "Suppose you see one of our people commit a sin that isn't a deadly sin, you can pray, and that person will be given eternal life." And I really worry about my son. You know, recently he just got into a car accident and had to have surgery. And in the meantime, whoop! I think I just lost you. Let's see. You know, Vina, let's see. You were right in the middle of something. Button got pushed or something. We're going to see if we can get her back, and um, and we'll work on that. But she had an important question. And I want to follow up on that question as well. So let's see if we can get her back, um, and we'll work on that. So, hey, we got open lines, 303-690-3000. Sometimes um, technology doesn't go smoothly as we want to. We'll try to get her back. Uh, Vina, if you can call back, if you got cut off, just call back because we got open lines, 
and I think we can get you back and get back to our discussion once again. Sorry about that. Once in a great while that happens, but we want to um, be able to answer you and uh, to be able to um, encourage you in any way that we can. Hey, we are um, got all open lines right now. Vina, give me a call back. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897 is the text line. And so give me a text. Okay, Vina, are you back? Yes, I'm Online back. Two? Sorry. I, I hit it wrong. One of us hit a wrong button. <laughs> That's okay. So can you go ahead and repeat your question? And then um, I think we got plenty of time to get the question in before break. And then I want to be able to answer you. Go ahead. Okay. My question was, I was reading First John. And First John chapter 5, I got to verse 16. And it said something like, suppose you see one of our people commit a sin. That isn't a deadly sin. You can pray, and that person will be given eternal life. And I, I really am hoping, you know, because I pray for my son constantly. You know, he's he believes in New Age, and then when I try to talk to him, he's like, I know, Mom, I know, and he won't listen to me. So I figure I have to go around him, pray for him, yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. So because what are that's the kinda... what are the deadly sins? Okay, and I'm going to read the verse for everybody, and then we're kind of sort through it. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask, and he will give him life for those who commit sin, not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. So that's kind of a difficult verse, and as we just in this simple. Um, context of what we're looking at. If anyone sees a brother sinning a sin, he will ask. Um, John says the first thing, and you touched on this, uh, Vina, is the first thing to do is pray for that person. Uh, oftentimes, that's the last thing we do. Sometimes we criticize them. Sometimes we uh, talk about them, uh, but we are to pray for them. And God, you know, he says, and he will give them life. So God is going to work on behalf of a brother who's in sin, uh, perhaps, you know, as we fill them up, he's going to convict. He's going to do that work that he desires to do. And then he says there's a sin leading to death. And so there's a different debate on that. But John's writing in the context of a brother. And it seems, you know, unlikely or wrong, perhaps, to see him meaning a sin leading to spiritual death. He probably has sin leading to physical death of a believer. And and so, um, you know, John is writing about that, um, where a believer can sin to the point where, um, you know, it leads to physical death, maybe getting drunk and, you know, crashing a car or, or overdosing, you know, on drug or whatever the case may be. So, you know, th- these are difficult verses, but here's the thing. Number one, pray for—you keep praying, okay? You keep praying for your son— and you keep giving him truth and committing him to the Lord. And I hear a brokenhearted mom concerned for his son. You give him to the Lord and pray that he comes home. So, Lord, uh, before we go to break, I pray for Vina. I just pray that you would just, Lord, just comfort her heart knowing that, that what she is doing is right before you and praying for her son. We pray that you convict him 
that you bring him back. He would put aside the new age stuff, and he would come home to you. And Lord, that that you would convict his heart to live a life after you. I pray for Vina that you'd help her, be with her, um, that you would just give her wisdom in ministering to her son, and that you would bring him home, bring him home to you, Lord, and that uh, he would turn to you. So, Lord, we know that there's power in prayer. There's power in the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You would do that work in opening his eyes, softening his heart. And, Lord, I just pray that that you would do a saving work in his heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Vina, thanks for calling. God bless you. Hey, we're going to go to break. 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Give me a call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. I do want to take time. A couple texts have come in asking to pray for Afghanistan. And of course, I think all of us are aware of what's going on and um, just very concerned for the people of Afghanistan as the Taliban has taken over um, the whole country, pretty much Kabul, uh, the chaotic scene at the airport. Um, it, it, it just it breaks our heart as we see it. We do need to pray for Afghanistan. We need to pray for the people of Afghanistan and for the Christians, the missionaries that are there. Uh, one of the things that happened over the last several years, is that missionaries were able to go in. And so because of their work, uh, people have come to Christ. And even though most of the country is Muslim, there are thousands of Christians that are there. And with the Taliban taken over, they are going to heavily persecute the Christians. There's already reports of beheading people. They take families. What they do is they separate the parents from the children. Children are asked, you know, is your parents a Christian? Because of their innocence, they will answer, and then they will kill the boys. They will kill the parents. The the little girls, they will keep, put them in slavery. They will do terrible things to them. It is awful. And one of the things that the Scripture talks about is when a nation leaves the Lord and the truth of the Lord, darkness and evil begins to fill that nation. And we see that. We see that uh, very much in Afghanistan with the, you know, um, the Taliban the, the Sharia law, um, you know, it, it is a dark time for them. Our brothers and sisters are being persecuted, being persecuted in Iran, North Korea, in uh, Afghanistan, parts of Asia, Africa. And we are actually going to be talking about persecution in the Olivet Discourse on Sunday mornings, that that's one of the signs. And it's going to culminate into where the tribulation saints are going to be heavily persecuted by one who is called the Antichrist. And so we want to pray right now. Father, we pray for those in Afghanistan as we see the the images unfolding right before us of people rushing to the airport, people grabbing on the planes as they take off. Lord, uh, we just pray for the people of Afghanistan. Lord, we just pray that this evil that has taken over that, Lord, that somehow you would intervene. 
um, those who are right now being persecuted. And we pray for our brothers and sisters that are there, Lord, in the, that are being persecuted, and Lord, are in danger, that are hiding. We pray for you working. We pray for endurance. We pray for strength. We just pray for you to, to intervene in this situation. And we pray for all our brothers and sisters. The fastest growing church we know is in Iran. They're being persecuted. The Christians in those countries, that persecution has come. And you said in your word that blessed are those who persecute you. Um, you know, blessed uh, those who come against you. And that's so hard. But Lord, we know that there's great reward for those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. And Lord, we just ask that you would just intervene in this time of darkness and evil to know that we have those who are paying the ultimate price for their faith in Jesus Christ. So Lord, we just pray for that nation that you would in every way um, just um, continue to, um, to intervene and to work in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Paul in Northern Colorado. Paul? Uh, yes, Paul, sir. How on. are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. I've been listening to you for for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, I mean, much respect to you and everything you guys do. Well, thank you. I hope you've been blessed. Go ahead, Paul. Do you got you got a question? I'm sorry. No, I do. Um, so, you know, I've been... I was baptized a few years ago, and ever since then, I've been really, I've been trying to really stay dedicated, you know, to faith, you know, trying to do, trying to just keep that daily walk going and, and not, Good. you know, and do what I can and not have faith for now. And my question was, I feel like, I feel like my heart is being pulled to a different city, to a different uh, church, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... Basically, if I feel I feel like a, a, a strange like guilt about it, but also maybe that it's just something new, and maybe he just yeah. needs me somewhere else. Maybe I'm supposed to go. Maybe I'm maybe I'm supposed to go somewhere and influence somebody in a positive way that I haven't met yet, that I haven't met yet. I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, and, and I think you know the Lord can do that, uh, Paul. You know, we're his sheep. He's the shepherd. The shepherd will move the sheep wherever he wants. And I think that as we talk about maybe perhaps going to another church, there needs to be the right reasons for doing that. Uh, I always encourage people that as you are are looking at going to another church, uh, that you want to go to a church where you're growing in the Word of God, where you can be encouraged in the things of the Lord, have fellowship, and that you know, you um, can use your gifts. Um, And so that's what you want to look for, a church that is biblically sound, a church that's going to encourage you to use your gifts and give you opportunity to grow in relationships because we really need that. So perhaps the Lord might be moving you to where he wants to use you in another church, just as you're saying. He, He wants you to grow in the Word of God. And so you don't have to feel guilty about it. You just need to pray about it. And he'll give you a peace that rules in your heart. Colossians chapter 3, that Paul says that, I pray that the peace of God rules in your heart. And that word rule literally means an umpire, that, that God will make the call. 
And so as you pray about, Lord, do you want me to move to, you know, to a church or another city? Um, Lord, you give me a peace. He promises to be a voice behind you, Isaiah chapter 30, that this is the way, walk in it, go to the right, go to the left, as you go to him and as you wait on him. And so I think that the Lord's going to answer you. And um, and as he does, he's going to give you a peace, and he's just going to prompt you, and you can trust in him. But the Lord can move people. He moves people to different ministries, different churches, for his purposes and for you to be blessed in every way. Does that help, Paul? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I'm being honest. I'm a bit teary-eyed, but thank you. Yeah. You know, I think I just yeah, I just I think I just needed to hear that clarity and just hear it from somebody. Yeah, and you, so. you know, there's you know, and it's wonderful to just be able to trust the Lord in that. One of the things, Paul, for me here, you know, at Calvary Greeley, when you've been ministering as long as I have, I can't minister to everybody here in Greeley. And sometimes people, they they feel like they need to go somewhere else. That's where the Lord leads them. I don't take it personally anymore. Um, he's the shepherd. Um, he can lead them. I just want them to do well in the Lord. I just want them to grow in the Lord and wherever the Lord has them. And I'm just grateful to be a part of the body of Christ and of the community of churches here in Greeley and Northern Colorado, very grateful for the other ministries. And I think that as you pray about it, the Lord's going to guide you. So, Father, I just pray for Paul. I just pray that you would guide him, that you would minister to him, and, Lord, that you would uh, just just help him in the decision that, that he is making, that, Lord, that you give him a peace that rules in his heart, that you would guide him to the perfect place, the church, where he can grow in the Word, grow in fellowship with other believers, use his gifts, and be edified. Um, and so, Lord, do that, because you care for him, and you got a place for him in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, Paul. Bless y'all. And, uh, yeah, I, I do hope the station stays around for, for a few decades, more than that, you know? Me too. The only reason that it wouldn't stay around for a few decades is Jesus comes back. But but it is such a blessing. It is such a blessing. And um, it's it's just a great privilege to be a part of it. So keep listening, Paul. Keep Definitely. in touch, okay? Thank you very much. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Lee in Colorado Springs. Hey, Lee. Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, listening to the broadcast today, I got a question that came out of my mind on top of the one that I was originally calling for, but it's... Uh, with everything going on in Afghanistan, and yeah. I know that the Lord was saying, uh, paraphrasing, but to turn the other cheek, and if somebody wants your coat, give it to them. Uh, ask to borrow from you, let them. But I'm kind of what I'm trying to get at with this first question is: When do we, like in Afghanistan, are, are those Christians? I would hope that they would have some way of defending themselves. And to what degree do you go to? Because uh, I know, yeah. like you know, back in the Old Testament, King David was you know fighting against the Philistines mm-hmm. and different other nations. But in the New Testament, it seems to take a more, 
you know, I don't make more grace for your enemy, love your enemy, like the Lord said, and then the apostles yeah. who were crucified, also the majority of them in some form or yeah. fashion. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm trying to picture us as modern day believers, and like me being a father and a husband, obviously I'm called to be the protector as well. Right. So what what's your you know perspective on yeah, that? Yeah, I I, I I wish I had just this just perfect answer for that, but I think a lot of us are kind of sorting through that because you know Lee, I was in um, you know ten years ago, I was in South Sudan. I was ministering to the chaplains of the Southern uh, Sudanese Army, and these young guys we were there teaching them. It, they were the most persecuted Christians in the world. Their homes were burnt, families killed. You know, um, they went through tremendous, tremendous, tremendous persecution by the Muslims in the north. Um, they just—it it was unbelievable. The stories that I heard, the the things they went through, their faith in the Lord. They saw themselves; they're soldiers of Jesus Christ, and and so you have that balance of you know um, defending yourself, David. He says, you trained my hands for war. We see the book of Esther where, you know, the Jews could defend themselves when that decree went out. So there is that aspect of it. But I think that Christians are going to be persecuted. And and the thing about in Afghanistan, I don't know the whole situation, whether they can defend themselves, but, uh, you know, at all, if they even have the opportunity. We know that it's a dire situation we need to pray. Same with the Christians in Iran. And I hear stories about that come out that how they are raided by the government, they're taken out, and the Christians are praising God, you know, during that time. And and they, you know, are giving it to the Lord. We we see the early church, you know, Paul the Apostle, he's there in that Roman, you know, Manderdine dungeon, you know, in Second Timothy, and he's talking to Timothy about the things of the Lord. And and it amazes me how he keeps eternal perspective. And I think that's the key, that those who are being persecuted, you know, and put to death, you know, keep that eternal perspective. Um, I, you know, we talk about being able to, you know, defend our families and stuff. I want to be able to do that for my family. There's different debates. There's different thoughts on that. But the Christians being persecuted, you know, um, we're going to see that increase. and. You know how much will come to us in America? We're we're not seeing anything like, you know, what they're seeing in Afghanistan. But I, I don't have all the answers. I have to sort through these things. God's still working on me. Of, you know, love your enemies and all that. Uh, God's still working on me on that, and and still. But it's a commandment of the Lord, and I just say, Lord, just guide me, direct me. And I know those Christians are being persecuted. Just help them, and um. And I try to keep eternal perspective. I don't know if that helps Lee, but it is overwhelming to think about it. It is. It really is because you want to be a light. You want the light to shine through you of the Lord and to others, to the non-believers. But at the same time, if somebody breaks in your house, you don't want them to hurt your innocent family. Right. Yeah. You know, so it, it's a it's a it's a struggle to to kind of wrestle with the scripture in that regard. Yeah, exactly. It is. And it is. And I don't think, you know, that the scripture teaches us 
that we can't defend our families or defend, you know, our homes or anything. Um, I believe there's a right way and a wise way to do it, but, you know, sorting out all these things, it takes God's wisdom and discernment and, and preferably to consider these things, you know, um, you know, what, you know, we're seeing mass shootings going on. What if you're in the store, you know, all these things, what are you going to do? And sometimes I even talk to my own kids about it. What are you going to do if this happens? What, what are our thoughts? And, and it's, it's not easy discussions and it's not easy days to be living in as a Christian. Yeah. And it, may, it brings me to that verse that, uh, um, when you, when uh, the Lord was saying laying, there's no, what was that? But basically when you lay down your life for your friend, um, yeah. I, mean, I know that might not be in the right context of that verse. Cause he was referring to, um, him dying for the, for the sins of the world, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but maybe yeah. that would be some sort of inroad to, um, protecting the innocent and, um, you know, something in that regard. Uh, but that was my first question. I don't know if you had anything else to conclude with that. And the, the second one was uh, Galatians 5:24, um, where it basically says, "Those that have been, uh, those that are belong to Christ, have crucified their flesh." So it makes it seem like it's past tense. Flesh has been crucified, and I get it. We still war uh, against our flesh with our, our reborn spirit as a new believer or as a born again believer. But, and I get it, um, you know, those that practice um, lawlessness are not true believers. And But I, I kind of like, it's kind of a, a stark and even uh, maybe even alarming that it, it seemed really cut and dry in that verse that yeah. you really shouldn't have any struggles with the flesh if you, if you belong to Christ, as it says in Galatians 5.24, I believe. Yeah, and that's, you know, we know we're going to have struggle with it. And, you know, we've been crucified. The verb is the action voice. Um, you know, it, it's not what we have done, but it's a continual thing of just walking in the Spirit. The problem is this. Paul talks about it earlier, he says, the flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. There's a battle that is there. And unfortunately, um, there is... Just that as long as we're in this flesh, until we go home to be with the Lord, it will raise up its ugly heads. And we want to walk in the Spirit um, day by day. And as we do, being conforming to the image of Jesus Christ, then then we, we're not going to be sinless. It's not that cut and dry that you're talking about, but we should be sinning less. And, and that's the whole process of sanctification. So good question, and appreciate it. Lee, I'm going to continue on. We got full lines. I want to try to get to everybody, but I appreciate you calling. All right? God bless you. Hey, let's go to Kimberly in New Jersey. Hi. Kimberly? Thank you so much. Um, Thanks for I holding. Was, I was think- Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, so I was thinking when I heard Sarah earlier, when she said that she was in the medical field, and I kind of relate to her uh, regarding that, because um, regarding the vaccine, and when you're a Christian and you're working in the medical field, it's like some things you can can and cannot say when it comes to medications or, like, vaccines and stuff like that. But I still want to stand up for my Christianity. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like 
this is sort of a precursor, and there's a lot more that's going to come before the Lord comes. That's just my belief, that it's like these mandates are going to, you know, start getting more and more. And if you don't want to do what they say, then they're just going to make it hard for you to do what you want to do. That's well, what I talk- believe. Yeah, and we and talked we- about that. Yeah, Kimberly, and, you know, one of the things that Sarah was talking, this was last week, because you guys are on a week delayed, and um, but, you know, that was the issue that a concern for a lot of people is the mandates, and 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 is it a precursor, like you said, to what's going to come in the tribulation period, that there's going to be one that will come on the scene that says, you cannot buy and sell unless you give your allegiance to me, and that will be mandated, and there will be no exemptions for that. And um, so the things that we're seeing shouldn't surprise us, the more control uh, of um, over people's lives, more control mandates we very well could see, bringing the world together. I wouldn't be surprised, not just in the medical field, but we're going to see it as the U.N. came out, you know, with the, you know, we're in the red zone uh, as far as, um, you know, man-made climate change. There's no turning back. That we need to come together as a world. So all this is leading to something, isn't it? And I think that's what you're saying. And and not only that, too. I had a coworker tell. Uh, we were talking today that um, now that our administration is, I'm talking about the United States administration is now pushing these uh, battery uh, cars, cars that are run by battery. I guess it'll be yeah. battery and and fuel. But if you do not buy one of these cars and you continue to use the, just fuel, then they're going to make it really hard for you. They're going to charge you extra. You're going to pay more in your insurance, and you're going to pay more for your yeah. car. And, you know, and we could see more of these things. So, you know, we just need to trust in the Lord and keep looking to Him. Now, Kimberly, did you want prayer? Yes, I wanted to, to please ask you if you could pray for my family here and my family that's overseas in Lebanon. Um, I do have some family over there, and it is horrible over there. And yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Father, I pray for Kimberly, for her family here, but her family in Lebanon. Lord, another place where it's not easy for the Christians, and Lord, um, very difficult. You know exactly where they're at. We just pray for your hand to be upon them, that you would provide for them, um, because in you know in the middle east there's there's no you know not the medical care there's you know um the economy is bad there's all kinds of upheaval but even the persecution that comes with being a christian so lord i pray you be with them you be with kimberly her family here all of us would keep our eyes on you lord um because we have uh, as christians we know that you're in control and so we want to be able to trust you and rest in your love Every day, I just pray for Kimberly and her family here and also in Lebanon that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for calling, Kimberly. God bless you. Thank you. Call back anytime. Okay, all right, thank you. Love to hear from you guys uh, in the East Coast, and you've been listening on Hope FM, and and, uh, so glad to be a part of your lives. And and so keep the calls coming. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, we got some time in the show. Let's go to Connie in Fountain, Colorado. Hi, Connie. Connie, are you there? 
Okay, Connie's gone, but she's wanting wisdom for her son and daughter. Uh, they give them the gospel. They are unbelievers. And Connie, if you're listening, sorry you had to hold, uh, but we're going to go ahead and pray for that. And and um, and Connie, um, thank you for calling. And we're going to pray for Connie, for her son, for her uh, daughter, that, uh, Lord, that as Connie desires to give them the gospel, that you prepare their hearts for that. And, Lord, that, that you would open up their eyes spiritually, that you soften their hearts. Lord, that they would come to salvation. There is power in the gospel, power in the gospel. And, Lord, we know that there's power in the truth of God's word. So I just pray that they would come to salvation, be with Connie as she talks to her family. And, Lord, salvation would come to this family. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Connie, hey, follow up sometime. We'd love to hear from you, continue to pray for you. Um, so give me a call and, and uh, if you want more prayer for your family, and we're going to be praying for you in every way. Hey, um, there's one text question that came in. We're near the end of the show, and uh, this really caught my eye. And we don't always are able to get to to the text line, especially when the calls have been busy. But this one, it says, What makes Christianity the right religion? And I really want to take a minute before we close today on what makes Christianity the right religion, because people will ask that to you and to me. So this individual that texted, I don't know if they're wanting to know or how they can answer that uh, when they talk to people, but what makes Christianity unique is this is important to understand that it's not based on eternal life, on what we do. Every other religion is based on what you know we do, how we earn God's approval, love, how we earn heaven. Christianity is based on what he did, Jesus, the cross. Jesus is the only one that went to the cross to die for your sins. He's the only one that takes care of the sin problem because the Bible says we've all sinned. He made atonement for our sins, and what makes Christianity unique and true is this, the resurrection. There is an empty tomb in Jerusalem. Every other religious leader is still in their tomb. They didn't rise from the grave. They didn't conquer sin and death. So that's how we can answer people, that we can say, hey, um, you know what? There's an empty tomb. He conquered sin and death and rose from the grave. Want to go to Gwen in Fort Lauderdale? Gwen? Gwen, you're on Calvary Live? Yes. Hey, Gwen, um, we, just got a, we just got a couple minutes. So tell me and just let me know how we can pray for you, and we'll pray for you before we go off the air. Okay, I'm just on the press for my um my knee. I'm having problems with my knee, and I'm oh. I want God to help me with my with my different. You know, I have different right. um, characters, and I want to get my life together. So I, I'm going to pray for that too. Yeah, and we're going to pray for you, Gwen. And thank you for calling. And it's hard You're we welcome. have a bad knee and hard to walk, and it's painful. So, Father, I pray for Gwen. I just pray that you'd bring healing to her to her knee that she's able to walk. But, Lord, I also hear from her how she desires, Lord, just to draw closer to you. And I pray that she would know of your love, and, Lord, that you care for her, and, Lord, that you would work in her heart, and that she would be encouraged in you in every way. And, Lord, I pray for Gwen that you would touch her body, but also that you would touch her heart and comfort her heart. And I pray that you would just minister to her in every way, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Gwen, 
Keep drawing close to the Lord. He loves you, okay? Okay, okay I will do that. And we're going to be praying you so for much your for knee. Your you bet, Gwen. And you call back and let me know how that knee's doing, okay? I sure will. Okay, you have a Gwen. Thank, day. thank you. You have a blessed day. Okay, it's great to hear. You. you bet. Great to hear from you guys in Florida. Uh, those of you on Freedom FM, keep calling in. Freedom FM, you've joined Calvary Live. We're so grateful to be a part of your lives. And so we want to be hear from you. So give us a call. Uh, Freedom FM from not only Florida, but Alabama, Georgia, all the way, Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, and then the Midwest, and uh, all over Idaho, Washington. So give us a call. Thank you so much th- uh, for everybody calling in. Thank you so much for being a part of the show as we're getting ready here to close the show. And I just want to encourage you, keep praying for our brothers and sisters that are in Afghanistan. We were praying for a family in Lebanon for those who are going through difficulties and hard times, and to remember that we do have brothers and sisters in the Lord, that we're all one, we're a family, but they're going through tremendous, tremendous persecution, and so keep them in our prayer. We want to be praying for our own nation, the things that we see, and also be praying for those in Haiti. So, Father, we pray for those in Haiti that, Lord, that are helping that devastating earthquake, that you would just intervene and help in every way, in Jesus' name. Thank you, everybody. Let's keep in the Word, keep praying, keep our eyes on the Lord, because we are in unique times, and He's coming back soon. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, Lord willing, to Calvary Life. Hope you can tune in. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.